welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined as always by my friend Mike. Hey! So today, we're going to be finishing off the live-action One Piece discussion for Season 1 on Netflix with Episodes 7 and 8, titled... The Girl with a Sawfish Tattoo and Worst in the East. The Girl with a Sawfish Tattoo and the Worst in the East. So this is going to wrap up the Arlong Park arc for uh, the One Piece live action here and send us off into season, uh, yeah, getting us ready for season two, sending us off into the sunset on season one here. Mm -hmm. So before we go into the content here, I'm just going to give out the typical reminders where if you want to get in contact with the show, you can send us an email at fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, which is at fantasyrewindpod, and we're on X, aka Twitter, tweet, tweet for at Fantasy Rewind. All right. Without any farther delay, Mike, let's dive into the rewind. Fantasy Rewind. All right, Dylan. So the season finale, both these episodes, I mean, so good. (laughs) So good. (laughs) I just like had to get out of the way. Nami, I love what they did with her. I mean, you know, her arc in general in the anime was so good. This was such Mm -hmm. a great um, part of that story. But like in the live action, I loved it. I just, I can't get over the scene where, you know, she's stabbing her after Arlong, uh, you know, sort of tricks her, dupes her out of their deal. She's stabbing her tattoo and, you know, Luffy comes up and stops her and they have the discourse and she's like she finally is just like i need help and finally just like you know instead of being this lone wolf this entire time relying on luffy and her friends to help her and in the anime that was such a powerful scene but in this live action i was just like when luffy's just like of course i'll help and, you know, then he starts walking and all the other straw hats are there just like, yeah, we're here. We're ready to go. It was just, ah, chills. Like, I was just like, yes, let's Yeah, go. that was the best scene of the season. When uh, when Luffy puts his hat on Nami and mm. walks off to go take on Arlong. Like, that scene, like you said, just like complete chills, like super good. Mm. Such a great moment in the show here. Yeah, and honestly, this actually followed pretty, these two episodes followed pretty closely to the anime, with a few big exceptions. In the anime, um, her entire village knew that Nami had kind of struck this deal with Arlong, and in the uh, live action, they didn't know, and they just hated her. And I think Mm -hmm. that did a nice job of creating a little bit more tension between her and the villagers, and it made her sort of it made it understandable why she kind of did this by herself. But at the same time, I was kind of like, why wouldn't she tell at least her sister, you know? Right. Right. Um, instead of just living in the, in this guilt, I believe in the live action, she blamed herself for her mother's death. And that's also why she was taking all this on. And I don't know if we necessarily got that as much in the live action, but also their mom. Cool. Oh yeah. Bellamere. Yeah. So cool. She did such a great, they did such a great job casting her and that whole scene. Uh, Yeah, it was great. So I do want to kind of run through this, you know, bits kind of quickly, but overall, what were some of your favorite moments? Because that's kind of what I, (laughs) 
what I just shared. <laughs> yeah, no, like you said, the my favorite moment, and I, I think my favorite moment of the season was when Nami finally, like, broke down and asked for Luffy's help. And he's just like, of course. And it's like, puts his hat over top of her face, keeping it safe, and, like, basically letting her know... This is my most treasured possession. You've got this. You're my treasured possession. You know, you're my friend. I treasure you as much as this hat. Mm-hmm. I'm going off and taking care of business here. Um, so I really liked that scene. I also really loved the flashback for Bellamere and mm-hmm. figuring out like how she sacrificed herself for the girls and everything. And it was just so sad and so emotional, but so good. Um, oh, so on top good. of all of that, like. The dude with the pinwheel in his hat, you know, is very interesting. <laughs> and I like anime how character. Yeah, anime character. I like how he still kept like the quirkiness of having that pinwheel, having his body completely covered in the scars from like trying to stand up to Arlong in the past yeah. and just in general, like this arc was fantastic. Just like so, so good. Yeah. You definitely Yeah. And I think there, I even skipped it, but the conclusion with Luffy and Vice Admiral Garp was really yeah. satisfying yeah. too, because that was pretty much like kind of what how it <clears> was, <throat> you know. He was just trying to make sure that Luffy was serious and that he was actually going to do this, right? This and that was a little extra added flourish that they did for the show, for the live action show. Here was that confrontation between Garp and Luffy, yeah. although it is reminiscent of what happens on Water Seven. After yes. the Enos Lobby arc. Yeah, I mean, it, it never really... Yeah, it doesn't... Ha- none of the Garp stuff really happens during the first season. Um, mm-hmm. But I am happy that they kind of did that, you know? And you had that sort of acknowledgement. Now Kobe feels like his character's kind of set to sort of step out of the s- limelight for maybe a season mm-hmm. and then come back in later on. I feel the same exact way. And so I think they did a really nice job with that. You know, they sort of kept Kobe there and Vice Admiral Garp and had them progress nicely. So you still remember them. And we might get some flashbacks to them in season two, but I wouldn't expect them to be as uh, prominent. So that was really, that was really cool. I mm-hmm. loved that, actually, um, how that tied in. It was really well done. No complaints. <laughs> surprise, and also Buggy, surprise. too. I mean, Buggy, too. Like, mm. following him around, and then they attach him to his body, and he just flips him off and leaves. I was just laughing. Yeah, I was right? like, yeah, like, that's great. See you, suckers. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'll help you. now. Uh, yeah. Real quickly, just through, going through the story here, we get Nami's backstory. We have everyone converge on her village, where it's been taken over by Arlong many years ago. Well, years ago. Many years ago, actually, probably, yeah, probably many years ago. And uh, we have Nami's story about how she was, you know, an orphan due to pirates, her and her sister. And I put that in air quotes because they're they're sisters and that they grew up together, not that they're actually blood sisters. But they were raised by an ex-Marine named um, Bellamy. Bellamere. Bellamere, sorry. Bellamere. And um, they live in poverty on this tangerine farm. And so, I mean, most of their meals are just tangerines and like day old biscuits and things like that. Like they never have a lot of money. They never have a lot of food. And so Nami, Nami's always been kind of obsessed with money. And that was like to explain that. And in the show, she hasn't been, which I like that they sort of, you know, didn't really over the top that because it is almost kind of like 
gold diggy vibes in the anime mm. sometimes. So they did a nice job of dialing back on that, but it's still important to her, and we learn why, because she's secretly, uh, well, Arlong knows this, obviously, but yeah, she yeah. made a deal with Arlong and joined his pirate crew and to be his navigator and map maker. And in exchange for her doing that, she's allowed to raise 100 million berries, which is an absurd amount of money, to buy her village out of Arlong's control. And Arlong makes this deal with her. And so she's been saving up money, stealing, scrounging, however she could. And he said he could do all that as long as he wasn't holding out on him. She right. wasn't holding out on him. And uh, buy the village back. And she finally gets enough money to do so. And when she goes to do this, she he sends some Marines that he has on his payroll, some corrupt Marines, to take the money from her. And... Uh, after that, that's when the whole scene with Luffy that we love. I do want to. That's wanna... when Nami realizes that Arlong betrayed her, yeah. that he was playing her this whole time, that she mm-hmm. just wasted the last 10 years or so of her life. And so it was like a big breaking point for Nami. And that's, again, where we said, like, she breaks down and finally asks Luffy for help after she just mutilates her own arm where the sawfish uh, tattoo was. Which marked her as one of Arlong's pirates. Right. Now, I do want to get back to that tattoo later on because that was probably my biggest nitpick of this whole episode. I agree 100%. I agree. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Alexis and I both were just like, she's like, how did that just happen? Magic? And I was like, is there magic in this? And I was like, well, there's devil fruit powers, but <laughs> kind they of. can't really explain <laughs> this one. I mean, at least yeah. in the anime, I'm pretty sure, like it was a much bigger tattoo she got. So it did look like it covered up the old one. Yeah, I, we'll just talk about it. At the end of the episode, she gets a pinwheel, like orange pinwheel. It's supposed to be, you know, like the tangerine grove and kind of for her mother. And because uh, she would make pinwheels with uh, the peels, peels, <laughs> Pin, pinwheel peels uh, with like a stick and a orange tangerine peel. And so um, she got that on her arm and she covers up the tattoo for Arlong's pirates. But in this in the live action she has the tattoo for Arlong's Pirates. It's pretty big. And then at the end of the episode, it's just like, oh, yeah, it stings. And it's just like a whole new tattoo is there. The other one isn't even there. And I'm like, that wouldn't cover up what you had previously. So I don't really <laughs> buy this. It's a little a little bit of tattoo magic going on there where it's almost like they erased the Arlong tattoo and then just did a whole entirely new yeah. pinwheel tangerine uh tattoo and could have at least made up someone had a devil fruit power which it was just it took ink out of things like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) just devil fruit to manipulate ink and give people tattoos and change them up and yeah yeah i don't know anyway that was probably my biggest nitpick but that's kind of and well after that uh after the scene where she stabs herself and luffy says she's he's gonna help her and the straw hats go they find her village destroyed by Arlong uh, to kind of teach them what happens when you mess and you don't pay your the amount you're supposed to. And so they go to Arlong Park and they beat up all the fishmen. Luffy and Arlong have a great fight scene uh, together where Nami's in there and getting the map to the Grand Line. And Luffy finds out that she basically was chained to this desk making maps for Arlong and you have the flashback of her getting the tattoo there too 
and he just realizes like how he was just using Nami and never really acknowledging her as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Nami it, was never his friend. Nami was never really his crew member. Nami was a tool that he took advantage of and used. And so it does really strengthen Luffy's resolve. He ends up coming up with a new move, which was, I believe it was the windmill. I don't know. He usually named his moves off of something within. That he saw that episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot. Anyway, but, you know, he ends up beating Arlong, presumably killing him. Uh, We don't really know. We don't really really know. know. But he also destroys Arlong Park, Ar- Arlong's entire headquarters, and uh, yeah, ruins his empire, as well as pretty much killing every fisherman there. See, that's the, that's the whole thing. I don't know if they actually kill them or not, but they defeat them. Yeah, I I kind of get the sense that they kill them, but it's never like explicitly made known whether they're dead or if they are just injured. Yeah. And in a show like One Piece, I mean, severe injuries happen, and then that person will come back to life, or like come back in the next episode or two. Yeah, <laughs> unharmed so, or whatever. Who knows? I don't. I honestly haven't gotten to a part where Arlong showed back up. I feel like he probably yeah. will at some point, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Anyway, they did a really that fight was a lot of fun. It was definitely the best fight scene of the season, and it was like you said. So much fun, so cool, and I just love the moment where, like, Luffy realizes how he's going to beat Arlong isn't by fighting him. It's by destroying Arlong Park, destroying his maps that he has made, and just, like, going after that as well as fighting Arlong. And it just, like, causes Arlong to panic a little bit mm-hmm. because, like, his whole, like, his whole treasure has been, like, this this map collection he's been having Nami make for him. So he can take over not just the East Blue, but the whole world. And so for him, seeing all that getting destroyed put him like in a vulnerable position to Luf- for Luffy to finish the job. Oh, man. There was, there's a lot of different pieces to kind of unpack. Um, but we, we did a nice job talking about the fight scene at the end there, how fun that was. I mean, Zoro had his moments. Sanji had his moment. I like how moments. they each got redemption against the fishman that yes. they weren't able to defeat before. Oh yeah, and then also to uh, Usopp, Usopp. His, <laughs> Usopp single-handedly took down everyone. Yes, Usopp got his guy and uh, actually took down a fishman with his uh, special attack, exploding star or whatever it was. Hot sauce did. star. Hot or, sauce star. No, yeah, it wasn't hot sauce star. It was. It was. So, it was something. He hit him with. Yeah, he lit the alcohol he had on fire, and it. Yeah, killed. him. That definitely killed him. <laughs> Botox fish, as Alexis called him. Yeah, the one with like the the kissy lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was good, and then um, the fight was good. Everyone kind of had their moment there with that, so that was nice. I do want to say that I thought the people, like the villagers, um, also were pretty personable and you got a lot of the emotion from them and their stories too it was interesting that they never altered the house that was flipped and i'm pretty sure i do remember that from the anime that they were told not to or something there was some reasoning behind it there's a bit more in the anime in terms of like what arlong did to the village and whatnot because they were there for so long 
And I do think the live action missed out on explaining kind of the tax piece. Like when Arlong showed up, he wanted tribute. So it was a thousand berries for each adult, 500 for each kid. And that's why um, the mother died was because she only had a thousand berries. So she paid for the two kids to live and she bit the bullet. Um, And she knew she was going to die when she did that. Like she originally gave Arlong the thousand berries for herself because um, Nami and her sister, I forget her sister's name, um, they were off hiding, and then they come out running and basically stumble into Arlong, and he's like, whose kids are these? They have to be paid for. And that's when Bellamere's like, you know what? A thousand berries I gave you? That's for them. I get to finally be their mother for real, and like buy mm-hmm. their life, basically. And that's when she like sacrifices herself for Nami and uh, her sister. Yeah. And it, that was also a very powerful scene. Mm. But, yeah. And we get this in a flashback when the Straw Hat crew is having dinner with Nami's sister. It, it was That was a good scene. Sanji was trying to lay down some smooth talk. Yeah, Sanji was smoozing. Smoozing. Uh, smoozing. No one's he, uh, buying it, which I love. Definitely, you know, isn't as bad as he was in the anime no. still, which is good. And him and I like him and Zoro's kind of like back and forth too. They're getting a little bit of that from the anime into this live action, and it's fun. You know, you have Zoro being like, "I don't like that waiter." Yeah, <laughs> stupid moss head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that so good. So I'm glad that they brought that in. It's those fun little details that really kind of make it. Uh, there is. Outside of um, after them beating Arlong and having the celebration and then Garp showing up and fighting Luffy and, oh, the, we completely forgot about the mouse uh, marine or the rat marine who had whiskers. Oh, like, yeah. Anime yeah. character. Alexis was, like, Alexis was like, I don't understand why he has whiskers. I was like, because he's a rat. Like, it's a little <laughs> on the nose. She's like, yeah, but I still don't. Why, though? And I was like, it's anime. <laughs> It's anime. That's the answer yeah. to everything. It's anime. Because, yeah, it's that was the anime. marine that Arlong had in his pocket was this, like, little rat Weasel. marine dude, yeah. weaselly marine, who just, like, was not a good marine and just, like, takes the money from Nami. And then, of course, you know, he gets his comeuppance a little bit. But Well, you, you assume that. You assume um, it, at least. Yeah, that Garp knew. That Garp like, gets him. Yeah. Garp probably takes care of that because, yeah. I mean, there's no way all of Arlong's stuff wouldn't have been coming out of there. He's like, who will taste the might of my blade? And we're just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets knocked out by Nami after Garp kind of has his fisticuffs with Luffy and he's finally sort of says, okay, Luffy, go be a pirate, which is just great. But they set sail from the island. They have a new part of their trees with, or a new, uh, I said trees, a new part of the boat with them, which is the tangerine trees. And these tangerine trees are beautiful. They really add into the ambiance of the of the Going Merry. They are providing the ship with a touch of home for Nami, and it's really such a beautiful thing. Uh, I loved it in the anime, and I love it in the live action. And then following that, they sat down and they created... A, um, a whole new like sort of memory and this was also another really powerful scene that I thought was really important 
from the anime in this where they each kind of say what their dream is and what they're going after and you have uh you have our buddy luffy saying he's going to be king of the pirates you have sanji saying he's going to find the all blue you have Usopp saying he's going to be a brave warrior of the sea and then oh, you have oh. nami saying she's <laughs> going to make a map of the world and they're sort of just they're all making their promises about what they're going to do their dreams they're sharing their dreams and this was actually the first time you did hear Usopp's dream so it was pretty cool. I like that moment too, and it was a really great way to end this season before our little uh, a little teaser after credit teaser. Yeah, in between credit teaser, which was Smoker. Oh, that was the other thing I completely forgot. Oh, the bounty. Kobe. Shows oh yeah, up can't forget the bounty leaving. part. That part was really cool, actually. Yeah, and it was a really cool part in the anime too. I love that episode. Luffy finally gets his bounty, and it's him just smiling and waving. Um, and Usopp's in the background, and that's yeah, funny. But, like, you get everyone's reaction who's Luffy's kind of had been big interactions with, including Shanks and Mihawk. And it's it's a really fun moment because it's, like, everyone's rooting for him. Right. Yeah, Mihawk Nobody walks has up on this beach, sees Shanks and his crew just partying it up, and shows them the bounty for Luffy. And they're yeah. like, woo, Mihawk, party with us! And so we kind of get to see Mihawk for a quick second smile and uh join in a little on the festivities and everything yeah it's a good time it's a good time for sure so yeah that was a really fun way to end this episode the after credit or whatever the teaser if you will is smoker a devil fruit user who's also a marine is lighting um luffy's bounty on fire with his cigars and he will probably be the garp of next season because he kind of was yes. like he yeah. did kind of have that role in a good in the portion anime. of the uh of the next arc in the anime so and i mean smoker is actually also quite an important character for this next arc because oh yeah of uh like you said he's kind of in everything but we also get another like little end teaser of buggy hanging out with Elvita. Who was the mm-hmm. big true. pirate lady who was who had Kobe to begin with, and it looks like they're going to be teaming up for this next season to go after Luffy. So we're going to have yeah pirates and marines going after him, which makes sense because they do team up in the anime as well. And Alvita, thankfully, they didn't change Alvita's person like the character because like in the anime, they after do. she has the devil fruit, she's changed, and it's just like it was like okay. You went from making her, like, this big bossy woman to this, like, slim, hot <laughs> anime girl. Like, you couldn't yep, just keep yep. a normal character. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't do that because that would have been kind of messed up. It's fun. And I hope she does have the devil fruit power still because that's a, it's a fun devil fruit power and kind of a fun combination with Buggy. They sort of make, like, they're starting to make their own super group of sorts. So... Yeah, I really do feel like the start of next season, season two of One Piece, will be in Logetown or oh, Logtown yeah. or whatever. Logtown. Mm-hmm. Introducing Smoker, having the whole confrontation of Buggy and Alvita with Luffy and the Straw Hats. It'll probably be a two episode, I would imagine. Two episode, because there's some other pieces there. There's a lot know, to unpack in that. Yeah. Zoro's a, a Zoro and, uh, you know, the vice captain of Smoker's crew. Right. Yeah, and all that. So that'll be it'll be fun. I'm really excited for the future of live action One Piece. 
I think as long as they keep cutting out a lot of that filler and a lot of, you know, sort of thinking about how to make the story flow really nicely, like I imagine next season will probably be Logtown onto the Grand Line, probably include Alabasta. I was going to say Alabasta is where I foresee this going, where I feel like it's going to finish. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that too. And then I would imagine that the next, if they do have a season three, it would be probably to water seven yeah probably water or seven I, I lobby. Think, honestly i think they would probably skip skypea i think they'll skip skypea because that's just a little too much and it really you know in the anime it's unnecessary after, after it happens it really is yeah but anyway let us know what you guys thought uh, i mean we both really enjoyed the live action one piece Definitely. obviously we, dylan started watching the anime i've been watching the anime and uh it's this was just such a fun uh fun show and we're planning on getting into percy jackson next um we'll see about an episode next week or not i do know that i have my parents coming into town uh, (laughs) so i will be otherwise busy but we'll try our best to get those out get those going pretty quickly here fairly soon all right but with all that being said this is so long to one piece and hello to percy jackson and the uh Lightning Thief, or is it Percy Jackson and the Olympians? Eh, either or. Either Percy one. Jackson and the Lightning Thief is the name of the first book. Percy Jackson okay. and the Olympians is the name of the series. Okay, so on to Percy Jackson and the Olympians then. All <laughs> right, Rick Riordan, let's see what you got. This is Two Nerds signing off. Goodbye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>